We have to hear our neshama calling to us. I recently told a story, maybe you've heard it. I, I received this in a letter in the mail. Uh, I had a schus to be involved, send out some tzedakah, about, uh, it was a bach, it was a ger tzedek, and people were trying to help him get married. And I received a letter from someone, wrote back a three-page letter. A woman says, I see you're raising money to make chasen for a chasen for a ger tzedek. I want to tell you the story of our son-in-law. Says, our son-in-law was a, a bocher, he was, lived in Mexico, was not Jewish, he was a soccer star. And when he came onto the field, the stands would erupt into cheering and screaming. He said he had his future ahead of him, anything he wanted. He was a, he was a star. But he always felt empty. He always felt that the cheering was great, but once it's over, there was nothing there. And one day he was walking back home, and he heard singing. And he passed the house, and the window was open. He looked inside, and he saw a Zayda with his son, with his children, his grandchildren, sitting at a Shabbos table singing Zmiris. And he stood there transfixed. He began to tremble. He just watched, watched. He couldn't get over what he saw. And he stood, he's seeing a Yiddish family with Shabbos. He never turned back. He never went back to his fans. He never went back to the sake. He found the rov. He began to learn. He was Megaya. Today he sits and learns Yoyma Valayla. says he feels that rush of adrenaline when he comes to Basmedrish. And, and, and he's learning a toysfus, and you hear the storm, and he says, he feels, he, 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 the, the feeling that he felt when he had thousands of fans cheering for him, but it went away, it would disappear, and here he feels it in all eternity. What happened? He, he, he had a Yiddish and a Shama. He recognizes the, what our Neshama can carry us, what power? Can you imagine what it means to turn you back on all that? What does that come to some, some greatness? That's a spiritual greatness that we all have. But if, if, if we don't energize it, if we forget about it, we don't remember that we have it. Yitush Kodmach. If we understand this, we understand our relationship to Hakadosh Baruch Hu so differently. Now the Mishnah says, "Da mal amalim mcho ayin roye oizen shemas chol masecho b'seifin nichtov." Hakadosh Baruch Hu is watching every move. Everything's being recorded. Being you know today. Today we know what it means. It was once a time, it was hard to imagine such a thing. Today, you could take every single thing in a person's life and you could put his, every word he ever uttered or did and say you could put on a chip this size and you could file it away somewhere. Everything, we know today, there's an eye in Raya all the time. <coughs> Think about it, it sounds awful. Was HaKadosh Baruch Hu's this great spy master? We're under constant surveillance. Like, give me a break. Like, I need some time for myself. Where's all the, the privacy activists, you know? What, what is this? What does it mean? If we're a goof, it's very frightening. If we're a neshama, you know, the Mishnah says, Da malo malo mimcho. The Bashem Tev said, Malo malo mimcho. What's the malo comes mimcho? comes from you. What's your neshama? Your neshama is a chay like a ka'amimal. Not a Kaddish Baruch who is watching us and we have to be sure to stay out of his, you know, <laughs> keep in his good books. I'm watching me. My neshama is godliness. My neshama, my real being who I really am. When a person goes somewhere private, and Hashem is the only one who sees him, how does he see him? 
The same way the person sees himself. That's how Kodesh Baruch Hu sees him. The Chol Ma'asecho B'Seifen Nechtam. You know what that means? That's a diary. There used to be people would keep a diary. Today people don't think their lives are worth enough to keep a diary. There was a moment the old-fashioned people used to keep diaries. Every day they wrote down whatever because their lives had meaning. It was worth recording to them. I'm writing a Sefer. Who's It's me. Da malo malo mimcho. This is what I want. This is who I am. Be'etzem. I am the Ratzon Hashem. It's not two sides over here. I am the Ratzon Hashem. I'm showing him Kippur. You say the Choyz by the Sanatoyke. The Choyz some Yad Kol Adam boy. When did I sign it? <coughs> That's for who's writing the Sefer. Who's writing it? It's my Halig and Neshama. My Halig and Neshama wants, wants me to be great. And if we live like that, we make Neshama Dika decisions. Neshama's decisions live forever. Guf, Gashmi's Dika decisions are very limited. They don't, have, they don't have a long life. But if we live in the world of the Guf, Yitush, they say some flies don't even live 24 hours. Our decisions will be baked on such, be based on such limited, limited vision. People can do things, do the right thing, lives forever. Fellows came to me, I met a guy by Mairev, just got up from Shiva, from his mother, and he said, he said I got to show you a letter I got. I got a letter from a family who, when he was growing up in Barapak, they lived around the corner. You know what this family said, you know, I never told you the story. Our mother was Nifteras not long ago. And she said that she was together with your mother in the concentration camp. And they were on a death march. And our mother was the row behind your mother, and she couldn't continue. Her two sisters were carrying her. And your mother was the row in front, turned around. She saw our mother's, she was collapsing. She turned around and gave her her last piece of bread. And because of that, she survived. And we're here, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. I never knew the story. He's holding the letter. The person did something 70 years ago. It lives forever. Made an Ashama decision. An Ashama decision with faith that lives forever. You know, I know somebody, a friend of mine, had, he told me a story once. His shver, his father-in-law, was in, uh, was in one of the camps and he was a very famous rov, a rov who survived the war, big Talmud Chachem. And... Uh, he was doing very poorly. And this man, my friend's father-in-law, saw that this rabbi was mamash not going to make it. Now somehow he had somehow gotten hold of an egg. He had a raw egg in his pocket. He wanted to give it to this rabbi. He knew he wouldn't take it because uh, you know, he needed it for life. So as we were marching out to work, it says he, 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 he took the egg and he stuck it into this rabbi's pocket. He never told him about it. It says years later, he... His rabbi survived. His children are rabban and tamid chachamim. And one of his children once told this. He said, "You know, you ever, our, our father, our grandfather, at the seder, he used to always tell a story. He used to tell a story. He doesn't have a He saved his life. <laughs> he says once he was ready. He was mamer. Thought it was all over. And he found an egg. No idea. He got this. Surely Eliyahu came and put an egg in his pocket. He says, yeah, yeah. He says, yeah. I know Eliyahu was. I know the story." Yes, a person could reach a level is <laughs> greater than Malachim. I want to tell you something. If Eliyahu Novi had come and done it, would have been a smaller nace. Would have been less of a miracle than a person being able to do such a thing. Yeah, a person could be greater than a Malach. Every time we make decisions and we, dis- and we, we, we activate the Chelek Elakam Imal, 
it's, it's, it's a decision to be. Sometimes they may seem like small, but in Rachnis there's nothing small. Because the klal is that in spiritual matters there are no gvulim. All the dimensions of the world, of time and space, is all physical things. In, in Rochnius, there's no past, present, future, there's no space. All the physical dimensions don't exist. The smallest Indian Rochnius ain't so. It's endless, it's infinite. You do the right thing, it's infinite. It's forever. It's as if it always was and it's as if it will ever be. When they tell it was once the old Belzerov, and uh, in his later years, he was very weak. It was very hard to hear when he spoke at a tish. It was difficult to hear him. And there was one chassid that wanted very much to be able to hear. So he came like a few hours early and he took a seat, mamish, right underneath the Rebbe's chin. This way he knows he's going to be able to hear. And as people started coming in, they got by him, um, uh, saw him, they chased him out. He started screaming, he chased me, I'm waiting here for hours, this is my place. The whole fight, that's to a fist fight. It was, a, you know, the guy got out of hand. And the Rebbe came and says, what's going on? He says, what do you mean? They threw me out. I was here, I, I was here first, I was right. He says, the ikir in life is how you behave when you're right. Oh, when we're right! So what? So when we're right, I can activate the Nefesh Abahamias. Those are the opportunities, those are the moments, those are the moments when we become great. And when we become, we, we, remember what's happening to us. What's happening to us? We're becoming greater than Malachim, Srafim, Vaifana. That's what a Zocha is. That's what a Zocha is. The Miraglim, what do they do wrong? When Shabbainu sent them, Go, bring me back. Tell me what you see. And that's exactly what they did. They came back and gave a report. They were shining Master Kasha. But what did they do wrong? The word Miraglim, the same as the word Regilus. Regilus, in English, is the word that sounds like Regilus, regular. You go into Eretz Yisrael, you can't go regular. You can't go with a regilus. You have to look with a godless. You have to look with a greatness. You can't just look physically. Imagine uh, you would ask him, oh, an old, old man. Old man, he remembers the Chofetz Chaim. Well, who's not going to go here? The guy, yeah, he's, 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 tell me about the Chofetz Chaim. What can you tell me? Well, he was about five foot three. He had a white beard and he wore a black hat. I say, what? Does he tell me about the Chofetz Chaim? That's what I want to hear? I want to hear how tall he was. Okay, maybe it's a little bit interesting. Tell me about the Chofetz Chaim. Tell me about what he's about. V'yosuru, v'yachbru, v'yosuru. Esaoretz. V'yachbru, you have to dig. V'yosuru, they says, Loshon v'yatiru, to untie the knots. Remember, Levitepsk was a Talmud, L'Bal Shem Tem, he went to live in Eretz Yisrael, with the whole group, they settled in Tveri, he wrote a letter back, he says, Eretz Yisrael takes a long time until she opens up the knots, and you can look deep inside. Don't just go, you have to... You have to look deeper. You can't look with the regilus. If we look at ourselves with the regilus, all we're going to see is a goof. If we open ourselves, we're going to see a neshama. And that neshama is greater than the malachim. And everybody has to ask themselves this question. Am I a zocha or am I a loy zocha? Because there's, there's only two choices. There's nothing else in between. And if we don't think about it, 
It's a very dangerous thing. I'll, I'll tell you a story. The story took place more than 35 years ago. I was a bocha in Yeshiva in Yisrael, and uh, night say the, there was a shul next to the deer where we were staying. So it was a very gishmak. A shul was just built and had a lot of swarm. I think it was Thursday night. I used to learn there with the chavrusa. You know it is sometimes. Your chavrusa doesn't show up. Sometimes you don't show up. You know, it's one of those comfortable chavrusas. Um, and it was a Thursday night. The chavrusa didn't show up. Okay, trying to learn myself. But right next to me, the table, there was a group. You know, you just say a kipke. A group of chavra sitting and schmoozing. And there was one guy who was really holding court. And he had what to say about everything. He was dashing on and all the politics and everything. Shit us on this and that. And, you know, I was curious. I'm trying to learn. But, you know, you're listening half in because it was very interesting. And I picked up certain Yusoyedas then that I still remember to this day that this guy, that this guy established. He, put up and he was going on, he's smoking and he's dashing about this. And about she had it. It must have been like two hours. Yeah. This winter in Muncie, it was the middle of winter. Uh, I went to the envisions. They have very late minyanim. I went up in a late minyan. It was very cold outside. I'm going in outside. I see a guy standing outside. He's smoking a cigarette. He has three guys around him. And he's talking and talking and talking. I look at That's the guy! Without a doubt, he was the same guy. I went into Davin Meirev. It was very late, so it took time to get a minyan. There was no minyan until he got there. So Davin, he went to minyan. It took a half hour. I come outside, he's still there. He's still there. Just 35 years later. He hasn't stopped. <laughs> it's a scary story, Rabbis. Talk about Regilis. If we don't do something to become Zeichim, Chas V'Shalom, we're looking at ourselves, we're not going to change. Because we don't change unless we put change in motion. It doesn't happen. This guy certainly, if somebody would have went to him and said, I know he was, he was a good Bach from a good home, grader, father big Talmud Chachem. So he said, he, that's what he, he certainly wanted to be a Talmud Chachem. He certainly wanted to be a Chachem. He would say to him, I'm telling you, if you don't stop what you're doing now, in 35 years you're still going to be doing the same thing. He would have said, Are you crazy? I just got to finish now. I got to finish wasting time. So now I'm going to get to work. It doesn't happen. That's ridiculous. It's miraculous. It's dangerous. But a person falls into a certain mode, and that's it. And the goof takes over. If we want to be zoichim in life, if we want to be greater than malachim, we really can be. We really, really can be. There's not exaggeration. It's a choice less than an insect or greater than a malach. But if someone doesn't, if you don't do anything about it, okay, well, very nice, and I continue. And they say if you have a, <laughs> um, a guy has a field of uh, potatoes and he wants to grow strawberries, he can stand around waiting, waiting for years. You got to plant something else. You got to do something. You got to plant strawberries. It'll grow. If you don't do anything, it's going to stay potatoes forever. What are we doing? He gives us life. He gives us an Hashem. He puts us down. And he put a chaylik of us. That we should be great. That we should be greater than Malachim. If we do nothing about it, nothing's going to happen. We'll fall into the regilus, into the natural swing of things. And before you know, the Yetzirah has tricked us into giving Him our life. Our Neshama. What did the Melech Stoim say to Avram Avinu? 
Well, the some Seifer says, that's the Eid Sahar. He says, just give me your nefesh. I'll give you the Ruchosh. Give you all the money you want. Just give me your neshama. And that's the thing we must never, ever give away. That's us. That's who we are. That's the Ani. That's the Anoichi. That is what lives forever. That we should overcome the Nesoyen of Regilus that lulls us into a sense of, of, of not thinking. And every time we turn around, it's like it's Shabbos again, it's Rosh again, it's Rosh Hashanah again. There's a guy once came in, um, uh, once came into Shul, and he says, Kaddish. What happened, Kaddish? You have yard side? No. With your novel? No. Just uh, my birthday. So why are you saying Kaddish on your birthday? He says, Another year, another year just died. We're given years, we're given life for a Goisai. For what? To be Zoichin, to be greater than Malachin. We don't have to be, that's who we are. We just have to remember it and remind ourselves again and again and never lose that, that clarity, that Hakorah. It's a question of Hakorah. You're either a Zoichin, or a Zoichin. Today they say winners or losers. That's what a Zoichin or a Zoichin is. You're either a winner or a loser. If you, if you, if you live and you know that you're a Neshama, you're a winner in this world. If not, chas v'shalom. The Ebrish should give us the wisdom. The Ebrish give us the vision, the seichel ayosha, the siyat d'shmaya that we need. To be able to think clearly. To overcome the power of regilus over us. To overcome the things that we're impressed with. We, 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 like, like the Meraglam stood there in awe of the physical greatness of the giants. And they did, they did that. Not to be taken in by that. To remember what we have inside of us. To remember who we really are. And then we'll be Zoichim. And when we're Zoichim, there's no boundary to what we can be, what we can attain, the level of greatness we can achieve. Because Baruch should give this the Yat HaDashmaya, the Koyiches HaNefesh, live according to our Heiliger Ritzayinus. Should be Zoich to serve Hashem, itech simcha nachas anachovas hadas. Should be Zoich to be a Mashiach Tzedkeinu, a man of Yameinu. Amen.